All right, welcome everybody. We're going to start this show by uh, welcoming a, a real sponsor to the program. We're really happy to have uh, a sponsor. Uh, we have uh, a BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp, uh, have you guys, do you have something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your personal goals, Dan? Lots of things, yeah, now yeah. that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, I, I do, I know I do. Uh, mm. In fact, that's why we didn't have a show last Thursday, is because uh, I need to take a mental health break, is what I need to do. I need to take care of some stuff around my house, with my family, with my head, yeah, with all that stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and then, uh, thinking after doing 350 shows, I would be... Uh, you know, there's probably some times in those 350, I probably should have taken a few more mental health breaks right. and took care of my stuff. But what's nice is I found a real sponsor for this program and it's BetterHelp, uh, BetterHelp.com. If you go to BetterHelp, uh, they're really good. And I've actually tried the, the program. We've, uh, we try to use BetterHelp because I don't want to have a sponsor for my show if I don't believe in the product, sure. you know? So I said, well, let's try it, and if we don't, if we have any problems, we don't think it's right for the audience or whatever, then I'll stop using them as a sponsor, you know? But uh, so far, so good. What, what we did was we called, and uh, you go through a questionnaire, and it shows you kind of like your, um, it asks you a bunch of questions about yourself and what you're looking for, what kind of problems you're having. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what kind of problems you're having, if it's like depression and anxiety, if it's... Uh, um, social awkwardness, LGBTQ uh, issues, if it's uh, drink, uh, marital problems, uh, 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 substance abuse, you know, any of those things, you know, they find the right person. They have a they have a network of of uh, therapists that they will align you with the right therapist for you. And if you're not happy with your therapist, they'll let you change the therapist. Right. right. And uh, <clears throat> they get back to you with they say within 48 hours, but it was within 24 hours that. They got back to us with an appointment, and uh, as I said, you you know it's, and what I really liked about it, this is this is true, is it's really way cheaper than regular um, offline counseling, and not even just offline counseling, but what you get now is mostly right. online counseling, right. especially if you're a f guy that lives in the middle of nowhere like right. me. Right, right. That's interesting. That's it's a lot cheaper because I think you know access to mental health care is an issue. Yeah, uh, for a lot of people, you know. Like if you're if you ha pull down a hundred grand a year, you've got access to mental health. You can have a therapist and stuff like that. But if you don't, if you don't find yourself in that circumstance in life, access to mental health can be very like services can be very difficult. So this is interesting. I, yeah, it, I, it, you, I get, you get access to it to a yeah. therapist like uh, at any time. You can contact them by text or whatever like that. Right. right. And uh, you, it's a monthly membership. So if you really right. look at what you're getting for the money, it's like. A lot cheaper, and even if you don't, even if you just compare it like out, like without even looking at what you're getting, it's way cheaper. Right. And well, I would like to point out. Sorry, sorry to interrupt ad. your ad, <laughs> but I'd like to point out that I I didn't know you were doing this, so like I I'm going to go and check it out because I wouldn't endorse something I don't know either. But oh, I've never heard of them before, but it it interests me. It interests me. Well, the, the idea of having someone I could call and go, you know, Pete and I fell out last night. I don't know if we can repair the relationship. That yeah, would be helpful. you got someone. Honestly, yeah, that'd be helpful. in the pandemic right now, there's a lot of people are struggling. You know, yeah. it's like feelings of isolation and loneliness and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's true. Uh, you should use it. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall, 
There's a there's a promo offer for Dutch Hall uh, listeners mm. where you're going to get 10% off of your first month, which is already cheaper than offline counseling, and then you get a further 10% off your first month. It makes it very, very reasonable for getting uh, professional counseling. It's nice. not a crisis center. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling uh, done discreetly. And uh, so far, so good. I'm really happy with it. Uh, better help. They want you to start living a better uh, life today. Go to betterhelp.com slash dutch hall that's better com slash dutch hall and again you'll get 10 percent off your first month uh and uh you'll start living a better life today uh better help is a sponsor of this podcast and we yeah. thank them for their support i uh, certainly do i think we did pretty good with that ad too like that's a decent ad yeah yeah, yeah. sorry for interrupting it and uh <laughs> It's okay. Last week, uh, I tried doing one with Mike, and then I was like, I give him the leading <laughs> sentence, and I go, hey, is, uh, uh, do you have pro- something that's interfering nope. with your happiness? And he's like, nope. <laughs> doing fine. Everything's good. Like, yeah, Damn, I- that, that sounds like something Mike would say. <laughs> yeah, he actually was telling the truth, too. Like, he actually does have his shit together. He's yeah. one of the only people I know. Right? Yeah, it's amazing. Bravo. I it's want, actually, yeah, it's really. nice to hear the one thing, because I've been listening to the podcast, and the one thing I like about having Mike on, like when you when you talk about people that you haven't seen in a while, or people that are like absent, or like you're talking about anyone, if Mike knows him, he'll fucking rep him right away, like he's the world's greatest hype man, he's like, you know, they can say we haven't seen Simon, well, it's, oh Simon, I miss Simon, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because yeah. it's uh it's really how he feels. He yeah. really does uh, does like those people, and he tells yeah. them yeah. when he likes them. I went to a bar one time, and we went to interview the Iron Sheik, me and Mike. Yeah. And uh, I was just amazed at it, the way he talked to people. He would just tell them exactly what he was thinking, like girls or whatever, too. Like, you just say exactly what he's here for and, like, honest and uh, no bullshit and that. And, it, it, like, not that that's, like, a different than I live my life, too, but it's, like, the ease in which he's just able to just tell the truth and then how easily it works for him, yeah, you know, is, is like, uh, I really enjoy that about the guy. Yeah. It makes yeah. for good times and so much less trouble. Well, yeah, and it's uh, it's not just, you know, like his his demeanor, but it is, it, you know, he, he's he's got that lovable smile and face mm-hmm. that, you know, like he would he walks in, you know there's someone that's approachable. You know what I mean? If he walks into the room, boom, you I, know. I've often he looks thought- like that. He's got that boy next door, Matt Damon quality. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh I think you have something oh, wow. in common. I think you have something in common with our robot friend. I was gonna say What's you that? might be making someone jealous. Yeah, you have something in common with our robot friend as you'll find out later on in the program. Dan. Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we do a little thing to begin our show. Oh, right. You ever heard of it? You ever heard tell of it? <laughs> Maybe a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> it's a thing we call the theme song, Dan. Oh yes. There it is. The audience is big. 
Big crowd. Huge. Yes. Welcome, everybody, live from the Dutch Hall. And I say we're live from the Dutch Hall because we are live, and we are the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke. And we're coming from a pod, uh, pool shed in Pine Grove, and that means we're the Dutch Hall. That's what it means every week. And uh, we have a beautiful, beautiful cast. This is a season eight cast, you know, because we, season eight, as you know, is a different season. We're gonna, we kind of like don't put pressure on the show. We're not gonna force a square peg in a round hole like Pete Van Dyke has always done. We're gonna just let the Dutch Hall breathe. We're going to let it be what it is. We're going to invite in people who feel comfortable risking their lives <laughs> in the time of a fucking pandemic. <laughs> we're going to obey all the protocols. <laughs> and uh, we're going to sit around and we're going to chat and we're going to uh, just just let let it be what it is. And I personally like that about season eight because it is it is taking a lot of the pressure off me. It just made it less stressful. And I think a little bit of the fun's coming back to the show. That and uh, my new co-host has also helped quite a bit. Uh, But we have to introduce the crew here today. First of all, uh, coming back to the show and uh, doing a great job on the soundboard. Let's give a round of applause to uh, Kevin Van Dungeon, everyone. Give him a Go on, man. I Go give myself on, yeah. what I deserve. Oh, very little to yourself. It was very, very curt. <laughs> or Tom or Joe. Or Joe, I guess, whatever. I guess we're Frank. about to see what you thought of my pre-show banter, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest tonight, he is uh, he is in a neck-and-neck race. I shouldn't say. I should say his balls are in a neck-and-neck race with Beaver's hog for which is closer to the ground. Hey, he is our uh, long-time, uh, 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 many-time guest, Dan Brennan. Everyone, Dan that's Brennan. me right here now. Yeah, yeah. Nothing better to do. Don't forget you. Yes. Oh, and everyone. I am your host, and if you look above Kevin's head, you will see back again in the Dutch Hall, there are my two-time President's Club Award. Two-time. And I am your host, Peter Van Dyke. Two-time. Oh. <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, Kevin, you're almost fired. You're almost fired. You're that close. I get what I, I, get what I deserve. I did rearrange Kevin so I didn't have to look at him directly. I want him only in my periphery. I never. I don't want to actually look eyeballing me. I don't like yeah. him eyeballing me. Yeah. There'll be yeah. a screen up next week. You're, you're an yeah. NSA ref guy. I mean, like, don't abuse him, or he'll just run back to the UFC and start refing fights again. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you get it on. <laughs> <laughs> get it on. <laughs> Kevin would make a great referee in the UFC. I think. Do you think? Yeah, he's big, mm-hmm. and he's probably strong. I imagine. Mm-hmm. And he's got a good temperament. He's not going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they hit him by accident or whatever, he's probably just going to be able to, like, understand that that's just part of I don't it. Think, I don't think that's the worry when you're a UFC referee. It, what it's is the it? mouth. It's the mouth that they might give you, you know, like disobeying your rules. You're the ref. That's your. Yeah. And then what do you do? You're going to. Well, in, in what they used to do in uh, in wrestling is the referee would just slap the the guy, you know. So I don't know if they could do that. But the guy can't retell. Like I don't know. He's like uh, the referee can't boss around two guys fighting, and they take off points and make you lose. Right? They disqualify you, don't they? Yeah, I think there's. I don't know if I'd be flipping off a skilled fighter. No. no. Yeah. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> if from he the says get-go, yeah. something off color to me, I'd probably just accept it. This is what I would do. I would just ref, and then uh, if the guy gave me any lip, I'd fucking pull up my revolver and I'd fucking uh, uh, pistol whip the fucker. <laughs> I like that. Great idea. Hey, you know who we didn't introduce for this show? Oh, my. Ooh. 
is our co-host. Oh, my God. The co-host is sitting beside me. Patient man. I forgot all about this guy. He said, I, I can't believe I forgot about him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Charter's Robot, everybody. Charter's Thanks Robot. Lot, Charter's Robot. Oh, thank you. Do you. Charter's, you didn't get a round of applause when we introduced you? <laughs> I'm Charter's so Robot, everybody. Charter's. Charter's Robot. Yeah, there you go. Thanks a lot, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, you'd say you'd have to say that's a pretty nice round of applause, wouldn't you, Dave? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, it sure is. Hey, you're doing pretty good. Hey, uh, Dave, <laughs> I um I wanted to uh just get into it a little bit with you. I understand that uh you've had a few upgrades this week. One of the upgrades I believe is a new laugh. You have a new laugh to uh to unveil, is that correct? Oh, I detected I detect a bit of a Michael Bow in that uh, in that laugh. How did you how did you do that? How did just you staring into Michael's eyes across our guitars? Really? And that was all today. Eh? Do you like it? Do you like the new laugh? Sounded fucking great. <laughs> you did, eh? Well, uh, I guess uh, if you like that, you can use that laugh. You are your own robot, I suppose. Thanks a lot, Pete. Okay, great. And uh, we'll get back to Charlie's robot uh, throughout the show. Um, he is the co-host. He is the co-host, yeah. so he will have to he will have to pitch in. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so, um, actually, I wanted to get into it. I am a. I'm, I'll just keep going on this. Te- I I'm a Catholic. I don't know if you know that, Dan. Are you a Catholic? I am a, indeed Irish uh, Catholic. Well, born in Belfast, Northern Ireland, as a Catholic. Yeah. 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 So, like, uh, I'm also a Catholic. Uh, you do you go to mass now? No. No, you don't go. To no, mass. I don't. But I, I, I foresee a time where I would be the one taking my parents to church, and uh, yeah, why, that, what's your problem, man? <laughs> uh, what? Well, I have a problem with the whole Catholic Church charters. Thanks for pitching in when I finally get a bit of airtime. Thanks. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> poor charters, poor charters. You know, you know, this robot's a staunch Catholic too. Oh right, okay. <laughs> he is okay. Like, do Charter, you got any opinions on a Catholic Church ro- Charter's robot? Why does the world uh, so hard on the Catholic Church? <laughs> a couple priests do some bad things. People do bad things in, a, in all sorts of jobs. Why is it the Catholic priests always making the front page? Oh, come on, wow, now. that's come pretty controversial. Now. It come sounds like now. you think there's like a conspiracy. It's like a conspiracy against the church. Is, is that what you think? It sure is. <laughs> Whoa. It sure is. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that is amazing, eh? I'm actually shocked that this guy thinks that way well, because he had a story when he was a kid mm. about, like, him going to see a priest. Do you remember that story when you were a kid? In the in the uh, primary grades, uh, I was known as Husky. Yeah, I know. I know that. But, like, do you remember going to see the priest and asking him that question? Do you have so any... feel good about myself? Yeah, not why you went, but, like... Uh, <laughs> Just before that, like where you were like, uh, if you were like, hey, uh, 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 Dave, uh, do you remember that? Do you have any recollection of that at all? Of going to One see of a the pre- most embarrassing uh, oh. childhood memories, I think. You think what? Keep going, man. I'm not going to stop you. Scarring is maybe a better word. Okay. You went to a priest. I'm going to walk you through the story, okay? <laughs> you you went to a priest. You You... You wanted to ask him a question, right? And uh, this question like, shook you at your core, you said. Do you remember that? Have any recollection? What is a cornhole? That's what? what? That's what you asked him? I said, pardon? 
What is a cornhole? That's what, what is you, a cornhole? That's what you went, that, and that's, that was what you asked your priest? Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> I can with you. I can with you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's, thank you, Charge Robot. Anyway, sorry, wait, we're, we're, well, what were yeah. you saying, Dan? I was saying that sometimes <laughs> it doesn't pay to be curious, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> what is a cornhole? That's not the kind of question you ask a priest. Uh, no, he answered it. No, he answered it, didn't he, Dave? Yeah. Oh, oh. It sure is. Yeah. Nah, I'm not sure I like the confessional nature of the show so far. He usually laughs more. It's usually funnier when he laughs more. At it. Oh, does he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he, with this one, he's serious about it. He's just like telling the facts yeah, and just sitting yeah. there. It was no jokes. Like yeah. I think Dave's really opening up to us. I think Dave wants... <laughs> Yeah, I think he feels a bout of laughter coming on now, Dave does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, there you go. There it's you more go. nervous laughter now that it is. You know, he's just yeah. getting it out. Hey, Dave, don't feel bad for sharing, man. Don't feel bad for sharing. There's no need for nervous <laughs> laughter. Like, <laughs> like ashamed laughter for sure. Yeah. Like you should be able to generate some of that, no problem. But, I, uh, I, I sent my kids to Catholic school. That's what I was trying to get to before mm. we were interrupted by this guy. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, Quite the experience. <laughs> but he, uh, he, we were in, our, uh, uh, I was thinking my kids went to Catholic school. We sent them to Catholic high school and everything. And, uh, I was doing, I was thinking, why the heck did I send my kids to Catholic school? Cause my, my, my like, uh, faith in the church rules is very fragile. You know, I did, I went all through Catholics. Would you call it fragile or thin? Well, you know. I'm not saying I don't believe in God or anything yeah. like that. Like I have my own belief in God. I read the Bible. I, yeah, I have my yeah, opinion. Me too. Me I too. have my opinion on Jesus. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think that the Catholics got it right, in my opinion. Right. Okay. You know. What do like, you think they got wrong? Well, my first thing that I think they got wrong, to be quite honest, is that like if you look at uh, Jesus, my guy, JC, eh? You know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about? The original beard. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesus, he was a big friend of the tax collector and the prostitute, eh? Yeah, he wasn't a fan of the tax collector. Don't you remember? Oh, it was the money lenders. He hated the money lenders. Well, everyone hates the money lenders. Yeah, yeah. Aww. He chased them out of the church, so didn't he? Like, oh, it was the uh, yeah. they were once trying to sell wares. Uh, uh, they were making his father's house a marketplace. Those cocks. Tipped oh. over the table, he went crazy like fucking Rambo. I thought it was the money lenders. It wasn't like guys selling pottery or like. I thought it was all day suckers catchers. with like a picture of God on or something like. No, you know, no, it wasn't a gift a gift shop. They didn't know who he was yet. He didn't have a reputation. Well, anyways, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that story. Let's go to that story if we want to. That story. He's mad because people are in the uh, temple, the, yeah. the Jewish temple, making it a marketplace, and he flips over the tables, tells them all to get out. He goes crazy, right? That's correct. And all that. Is because they're making a the church, of like a a, a place of business. Mm. Well, you go to the Vatican, you can literally buy an all day sucker with a picture of the Pope on it. Like That's, like I, you can get a you can get a lighters sucker. with the with you know absolutely with Mary absolutely. on it. I have one. I'm sure I discussed this when I don't know why this is coming. I'm sure I discussed this here on the Dutch Hall, but I've been to Rome. Yeah. Uh, is it St. Peter's Cathedral? Yes, yeah, St. Peter's Cathedral is like the centerpiece. Yeah. Church at the Vatican. There's a huge snaking lineup to get into the place, right? Right. This old Italian family, like me and my mate, are standing there. They snuck in the line in front of us, like the old the old Italian lady, like classic looking Nona. Yeah. She just goes, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is the house of God. You don't fucking cut the line yeah, at yeah. God's house. Yeah, they, but, they, they're Italian, so they get a, they get first crack at at God. 
I guess they're home. Because you know, they are, are you saying they're the, chosen, <laughs> they're the chosen people? <laughs> the Italians are now. They got the Vatican, right? If yeah, the, fair enough. Fair if enough. the Catholics are right, I think that Jesus isn't as big in Italy as it once was. Oh no, 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 no! Like I think no, that, no, 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 no. Back in uh, back in the day, you know, Jesus was a big deal. He was like the number one guy. Oh yeah, like now, Catholic Church, very, very powerful. But hey, I think the Catholic Church is. Uh, uh, as the last time I was at a church, okay, right. I won't I won't say what occasion I was there for, but they had a, a young priest who was like within the next six weeks going to take over that parish. Right, he was from Nigeria. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so like, where, where's the local kid right. that wanted to take over that role? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. They got to import someone from Nigeria. Like, yeah. once what? I do not wish to sound racist in any other any way, but I think Nigeria would be considered like a. A third world country in terms of like like the difference you? between faith and science, right? You know, like that that well, yeah, that balance, right? You look where religion's a big deal, and it's usually where there's like hardship poverty, and yeah. poverty, and yeah, yeah and uh, that's where it's a big deal. And then yeah. and, and then and then uh, it's less of a sell elsewhere. Yeah, I was watching with my daughter. Unless you're in like in the states, and they've got these mega churches, which they fucking annoy me. Like the mega churches. Like a stadium of rich people, and they pre- they preach something called a prosperity Bible. God wants you to be rich. Yeah. Like this Joel Olstein guy, you can pay him twenty four ninety five a month, and he will have someone pray thirty times for you. I can. Really? Yeah. You get. Uh, I know hey, a man, bargain, right? I don't want any ads bargain. on this show that don't pay me. Man. No, free <laughs> no free ads. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. What we should do if we wanted to make our money, we should buy that product and then sue him. Yeah. And then so prove to me that you prayed for me and that it was heard or whatever. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. But but I'll tell you this. I watched with my daughter on Netflix. They got this Aretha Franklin special. Yeah. And it's like uh, her in a church, right? It was supposed to be a movie, but then they fucked up on the second night. and They they had big technical difficulties. So they put out the raw footage from like 72, I think, 1972. It's fucking awesome. Like you get to see real like uh, like a real like it's not like a movie. It's just like. A video, like a vi- video footage, like mm. stock footage, like where they're capturing the moment, you know, more than anything. Yeah. And uh, anyways, the point is, is like you can see these uh, these like uh, churches, especially these black churches in in the States where uh, gospel music is like that's the draw, you know, to get people in. Like the music is what gets people to go to church, right? Yeah. And then you like I went to one of those uh, choir performances at a Baptist church in Memphis. T- uh, Tennessee one time and it was like unbelievable like one of the yeah. best things I've ever been into in my whole life Make and I'm it like as entertaining as possible right if this was my church I'd go if every they, week it would be no question I would it, just go for the music it's awesome you know dude it, if the 1800s if they had a kiss cam the church would have had a fucking kiss cam <laughs> if they got a shot if they got a shot fucking t-shirts that yeah. said I, I belong to the Lord from the altar they would have done it yeah, you know yeah. what I mean so it's entertainment. So that's what that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Americans get it. Sorry, already I have to use the bathroom. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. So oh, you're like, gonna go pee? Can we talk oh. about you though? Yeah, please do. Oh please yeah. Nice. Talk about my constant. So it's better than like holy, holy, holy. That song. Holy, 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 Lord, yeah. God of power and might. That's the one. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna on high. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. Hosanna in oh. the highest. Oh, that's a long one, eh? Is that the one uh, that goes? Sometimes they say it, and sometimes they sing it, and it takes like it makes the la- mass like twice as long. Yeah. Oh, brutal. 
I always like when they said it because you could just get it over with. <laughs> Some priest, but the the, the very game. end of it though, where it goes like, for the power and the glory, that part at the end. Uh, I like that part at the end. I think this is over. It's uplifting. Yeah, it is a the little. It, I do like that little part at the end. It's a nice song though. It's a nice song, but I don't know what were we talking about with that one. Just uh, how uh, how the. The Southern churches with the with good uh, choirs, and oh, yeah. bands. Oh, How much yeah. more entertaining that is than going to listen to uh, yeah. Holy, oh, yeah. Holy, Holy, Holy. This Aha. is the wood of the cross on which hung the sea. <laughs> you remember that? I don't oh, remember yeah. that one. Did you go to That's Good Friday Mass? You we know what song is stuck in my head today? What? There was a man from Jericho called Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus. Oh, yeah. There was a man from Jericho called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was, there was a, a man, from man from Jericho. Is that how it goes? I've never heard that song. Uh, Zacchaeus was his name. Yeah, no. Now Zacchaeus. Are you guys? Are you guys subscribing to a different Catholicism than I? Well, we don't know that. That's oh. the thing. That's well, you're you're. Did you go to church in Ireland or in Canada? No. Uh, well, I did go in Ireland, but I was too young to remember. I went to Catholic school when I when I got to Dryden. Hey, Dryden, you, Ontario? Dryden, Ontario, for you uh, geography majors. Our, uh, the principal of our school, our Catholic school, was a nun. Your principal was? The principal of the school was a, a nun. And, like, she wasn't evil or anything like that. Like, you know. Like a woman nun? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a female nun. What I remember is when we were <laughs> signing into the school, like, you know, you had to go in and fill out the paperwork, mom and dad and, and me and my brother and sister. And, you know, they get to the languages question, right? <laughs> And it says uh, languages, uh, and my dad goes, English and foul. <laughs> and he looked right at me when he said it because he knew it was funny, and she did not think it was funny. Sex? The nun didn't? <laughs> no, no, of course she did not. Sex? Yes, please. Yeah, but, like, we'd, yeah. Been in, we'd been in the office for, like, 40 minutes at that point. It was getting tedious, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyways. Yeah. I went to Catholic high school, mm. and, I, and I had to take four religion courses, and in the grade 10 religion course— mm. They had a uh, open book uh, exam, and my teacher was a monk, Brother Lloyd. Right, right. Brother Lloyd, but he didn't look like a monk. He wasn't wearing a robe and had like a no like hair. a friar tuck haircut. Yeah, <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was just wearing like bad polyester slacks and a button up shirt, and he was greasy and had bo. You know, sounds like a yeah monk. Yeah, it was just like yeah. a middle aged like gross guy, right? Yeah. Anyways. Brother Lloyd, uh, he didn't. He kicked me out of the final exam for cheating on an open book exam. What? How do you? Fi- exactly. Well, that's what I say. How can you cheat on an open book exam? He says you have to have your own book. You, you can't about? use other person's book. Do you, so how were you using another person's book? Well, someone finished the exam and I said, "Hey, give me your book." <laughs> I don't have a book. And I was so struck. you went into an open book exam without a book. I had not taken a note that year. I not taken a note that year. No, I but didn't. But were you confident going into the exam? No, I was not. No. No. I thought religion was stupid. Yeah, and uh, enough, the course would, it made no difference. And then, so, so there was I would have got a higher. antagonistic relationship between you and the monk before you even arrived at that exam. Perhaps. Perhaps. Definitely after there was. <laughs> because after I was kicked out of that exam, I said to uh, Brother Lloyd and the rest of the class, I said, uh, these are my exact words, in grade 10, Pete. So how would I be, like, 14, 15 or something, 15? Maybe a little bit of this in your voice? Yeah. I was like, fuck you and fuck this whole fucking class. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Brother Lloyd. (laughs) Can I tell you the best thing that ever happened to me in a religion class? What? Okay. You know, like, like there's weird touching incidents in in high school. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me expand. Let me expand. Wow. Okay, so you know, like, the old desks that, that would have had an inkwell in them. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not old enough to have actually had an inkwell. But the, there was an inkwell. In but there, there was the hole for the inkwell. Okay. Yeah. I, I was sitting there. Uh, I was sitting at my desk. It was like uh, end, of, uh, end of a class on a Friday, right? Like, for the next 20 minutes, just do your own thing, right? And this girl, and like, I've been in grade school. She was like a grade younger than me. Because in Dryden, where we were, you had to go, like, we went to the Catholic grade school, but there's only one high school. Right, right. So we went into the high school, but they had a religion course, right? right. I think the first time that year, just my luck, you know, <laughs> just just my luck. But this girl, like, I had my hand on the end of the corner of this desk. I'm sitting at this desk, and she came, I swear to God, and she, she sat her lady parts through her corduroy jeans on my hand. Oh, yeah, right? that's an old trick, man. And I'm, old trick, right, yeah, yeah. okay, so, like, but I'm grade nine. I have no idea. I'm like, I assume she has no idea my hand is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. How many times did you I, – I, I remember, like, at, like, uh, <laughs> like high school parties, you fall asleep beside a girl or in a, you go on a camping trip, you fall oh, asleep no. in a tent beside a girl or whatever, and you just assume that, like, man, they just must sleep – pushing their crotch forward towards you the whole night. <laughs> because <laughs> because so, it's like there's a magnet towards the crotch. Like your hand or any part of your body that can get in and around that yeah. crotch is going to get sucked into it. The girl's yeah. crot- crotch when you're a teenager sleeping near a girl that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's it's the old teen <laughs> it's the old teenage ideal if I start talking about sex in front of her at least the subjects on the table, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of times it was more unsettled. If I can just like maybe like uh, grind one into this guy's kneecap, <laughs> and, and, you know, and he thinks I'm sleeping, then I won't come across like a whore. You know? And the male, and the male of the species is constantly aware of what part of the female is touching you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. an opposite there. there that, yeah. a, that was an elbow. I remember one time. One time I was at this party and I fell asleep at the uh, in, in the basement. There was two girls in the bed with me yeah. and. Um, the one girl's boyfriend comes downstairs, mm. and uh, he's trying to make out with her, his girlfriend, and she's like, you're drunk, you know? She's, like, uh, um, telling him he's drunk and to get out of here with his, him trying to, like, uh, and then she climbs back into bed with me. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, that's weird. That's weird logic. I'm drunk, too. Yeah, well. <laughs> but her, and that's her boyfriend, you know? Anyways, it's not her boyfriend. Uh, they never, it never worked out. Well, he drinks too much. Yeah, he drinks too much. Yeah, for her, yes, they yeah. were both. Like, I think we were. He doesn't 14. understand boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her back probably got sore grinding her lady parts into people laying in bed. I think that was a hockey party at 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 my buddy's uh, house. Oh yeah, and uh, a hockey party. A hockey party, and yeah. his coaches were there. They're the ones that brought the booze and stuff. Like his, his coaches were drinking sounds, with us. Sounds nice. sounds very very typical of the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. High school scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. The coaches yeah. would probably have been like twenty. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in their twenties for sure. Like in our high school. Like I never played high school hockey, but we we had a a very we're very proud our our school that went off so a couple years while I was in high school. Right, we're a school of six hundred. Right. It's basically a bunch of guys who should have been playing junior B, but were too lazy and wanted to play high school, right? Right. But when uh, the coach of that team, uh, when he retired like 20 years ago, apparently like fucking 200 people showed up at that party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And those guys used to always, they used to always go up to cottages and drink away with the coaches. I don't think you can do that now. Yeah, I remember my, <laughs> in my uh, last year of high school, the te- a couple of teachers came to our, like, grad party and to your stuff yeah. and drank with yeah. us and yeah. drank with us yeah and we were like 
All too young to drink, I think. Everybody's yeah. like that. Uh, your teacher's Dude, like that used to, character used from Dazed and Confused, what Conahay's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the same one, age. The one teacher that showed up at that party, uh, I remember he was a typing teacher. And uh, I arm wrestled him in grade 10 and beat him. <laughs> and uh, I also. <laughs> you want to like, be a secretary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, but that's the thing. It's like uh, if you got like if you're like a teacher and you get beat. And an arm wrestled by a kid. Like, that's oh, humiliating, isn't it? Cool. Yeah, easily. Why would you even accept that challenge? There's no win in it for you. You beat a kid, then you're totally. just... Totally. You're a douche. Yeah, there's no win. Yeah. Why would you Why would you even do that? Of course, I killed him. They're like, a farm kid's going to beat a beat a grown man from the city any day. He just that's wanted right. to touch you. <laughs> just to he just wanted to hold that hand. Maybe. He was a bit of a twink, I got to tell you. Squeeze yeah. that. I can imagine you were quite the, quite the thing in high school. Like, you were you were the lad. I was gorgeous. You were gorgeous. <laughs> you still are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see me then. Kevin. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to angle towards. Like you, were, you were something, weren't you? Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, yeah. I always had a poor self-image, Dan. So it always yeah. took the bit of the wind out of my sails. Yeah, I feel like if there was ever going to be like a Del High Superman, like you've got superpowers, or so, it would be you, wouldn't it? He was that. Unass- uh, I think a couple cousins that would be me. He's that unassuming hottie. Uh, unassuming. I did have girls that said that the reason that they they thought I was I was attractive was that I didn't know I was attractive. That's what they would say. Like, no, yeah. I'm just what I like most about you is you don't know that you're good looking. And I'm like, what? And, and, like, and then I would always t- uh, not know they were trying to fuck me. Wait a minute. Did right. she just insult me? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, but that's why I, I suck with women. Like, I got married because I needed to because I'm no good with you it. You need to take yourself out the market? Yeah, I'm terrible at it. I don't want to do any of this Latch stuff. Onto the, yeah. I yeah, really yeah, am. I don't blame me. I don't blame you. Plus, you know, you know how hard it is to convince a woman? To deal with all the stuff <laughs> that I got, I always think. I don't know how you guys do it. I was a terrible husband. I mean, I I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I always think they can do better. Huh? I always think they can do better. Oh yeah. I think if you don't think your wife can do better, then that's you don't problem. have a very good wife. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> right. That's actually a problem. Yeah. Right. It's all about perspective, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, you don't want to be part of a club that would have you as a member. That sort of like that old expression, you know. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be married to a woman that, like, the chase is better than the catch. Sometimes that could yeah, that yeah. couldn't easily get rid of me and get someone better. <laughs> what does she see in me? Yeah, yeah. I remember like a couple times. I, I I remember specifically there was one girl that I was madly in love with, right? And we went out. Um, we'd met on holiday, but we ended up like. Where were you? Uh, in London, in London, England. Okay. On holiday in London? No, no, no. We'd been on holiday in where? Like a year, right, in Spain, like somewhere warm. We'd bump. We'd oh, yeah. met on a holiday, like right. at Canary Islands or something. Yeah, no, actually, just outside of Barcelona. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But like nothing happened. Like we we're just uh, <laughs> just mad. Just, no yeah, physical. Just nothing whatsoever. And out of the 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 blue, I get a, an email saying, um, "Are you still in London?" Right. And then we started hanging out a bit. And one night I said, George, you know what? I fucking, I really fancy you. Like, I, 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 think, I, I think I love you. <laughs> right, right. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, no, no, let's just stay friends. And I'm like, okay. And then like a month later, we'd been out a few times since then. And then like a month later, I was going to New York. And I was typically, I was behind on everything. Like I had no clothes packed. I don't fucking anything, right? Right. So we were supposed to hang out the night before I went, and I'm like, hey, I, I blew her off, right? I'm like, hey, I can't, I can't go. I got to iron shirts for New York, yeah, right? I, gotta yeah. iron. I came back, Lord, she was lovey-dovey. Really? She fancied yeah. you. 
Because yeah. you because you showed that you didn't want her. I don't know. That's I'm sure. Why. Like it would be great to get her in here and, and see her from her perspective. But how long that's ago the is way this it read to me? This is like 20 years ago now. <laughs> uh, she, do you know her name? Do you know her name? Uh, no, 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 uh, no. I would like certainly share it online, but uh, no, I would just I could just get you to write on a piece of paper and then I creep it on Facebook yeah. and then just tell people what she looked like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I want. Uh, you were just like you were young then. Super young. Yeah. I like I know. how you said you fancied her. I did like that. I, yeah. I, I. That's a very English. Because I, I was living in England at the time. Like, oh yeah, I fancy her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you? Uh, would you uh, say you think that that hurt you that you said fancy? I fancy you. If you would have said something more manly, do you think you would have? I don't it? remember the exact words <laughs> I used. <laughs> If, it wasn't uh, exactly the Norton exposure where it was like, uh, you know, the trucks paid off and I got electricity in the cabin. It wasn't anything like that. Or maybe, maybe, maybe because you said you're ironing your shirts for New York. Like, mm. like she's like, maybe she's thinking like, uh, this guy's definitely gay. <laughs> and then uh safe hands safe hands and then no, maybe hands. that's their thing like like that's what the ultimate like playing hard to get is yeah. a guy that you i'll can't, turn this guy yeah i'll turn this guy uh, i thought yeah. it was like the equivalent of a girl saying she's washing her hair so that, that that you think that's my current problem is that i'm not playing gay enough you're not is saying this what i'm hearing you're not saying no, fancy you, you, fancy enough yeah, yeah. i didn't well, know you had a pandemic co- lifts man i'll be in line at the bank going I fancy Ooh, you. I fancy a free pen today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like make it catch, make it catch on. I do want to know this stuff about Dan though. Like you're an, you're like my age ish. Yeah, right? like one year younger actually than me. And you, um, although you're much more handsome, is that the point we're trying? <laughs> no, no, I'm not even going to say that this time. It's just it's, just, it's been done enough. It's yeah. been done enough. <laughs> It's like I'm a, I'm a year older than Dan. Every time me and Dan do a show together, he gets made fun of for being old, and I stand right beside him. Yeah, and yeah. I get nothing. And yeah. then I'm I'm always like amazed at it. And then oh. even when they do decide to put me in the conversation, it's only to further point out <laughs> how many mistakes Dan's made in his life <laughs> to to make him look that much older than me, right? That's bullshit, buddy. That's bullshit. That's I bullshit. don't contribute to it. No, I know, but that's bullshit. <laughs> because one day I'm going to deliver a speech. I'm going to deliver a speech where I'm going to point out to the world that I was told that what I needed to do was settle down in my 20s, right? Right, right. And I right. needed to get myself a mortgage, and it turns out I didn't need any of that. I just needed to fucking live for 25 years and then take all of that and then go on stage uh, and, and express it, and that will be that will be my success. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, I do know what you mean. I have very, we have a very similar story actually, because yeah. we both started doing it kind of like a little bit later in life, and uh, and we started around the same time, didn't we? Or I, I a little bit no, after. No, I think no, and I think this has been expressed on the podcast before, but I think you were you, like you were one of the you were the first headliner I saw in London. Yeah, you you, you, know. you use that term wrong though. <laughs> You're the first guy I saw that went headline, last. Uh, went last in a in an empty room. In London, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a shit room. That was seven six five. That was yeah, but it was a seven o'clock show where you could just do your shit. Yeah, you and you could do I mean? a second show afterwards too. And That's right. That's it was right. nice. That's it, right. it, those are good days, actually. I could do like f- I could do five shows a week within my, like from here, which is which hard is to great. do. With the, yeah. That's amazing. Like, think about it. Hamilton is a town of five hundred thousand people. There are five professional comedians living within the borders of Hamilton. That's it. Yeah, like that. What do you mean? That's it? Like that? 
that's low? I think so. Yeah. Five people, people who can paid? People yeah, paid. like oh, okay, five people okay. who can claim they make a living from comedy. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Not yeah. open micers. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay. But for a town of 550,000 people, don't you think that's extraordinary? That's a one comedian. If they made them go door to door, that's one comedian, like 112,500 people. Wow. Yeah. yeah so like, like three people per house, let's say, three people per house. That's just 30,000 doors they got to knock on and tell one joke. Wouldn't that be a good, great project? Yeah, but yeah. Nobody, nobody tells jokes at home. You'd have a sore knuckle. Like even Jesus' neighbors didn't think he was that big of a deal. <laughs> Jesus' neighbors were like, this fucking guy, he got drunk when he was oh. 12, all that wine he made. Here he his goes. Father, his father, what a carpenter. He built everything. <laughs> he built everything yeah. around him. Here he Look goes. at this kid. Look at this kid. Look at this kid. All right, he thinks he's freaking... With his coming. words. Yeah. <laughs> With his words and his open palms. He just turned water <laughs> to wine again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if he could do that on the regular, he would have been, he would have been the Mac Daddy, yeah. you know? Teach me to fish. Whatever. He could do it on the regular. Are you thinking Jesus is going to a one-trick pony? You think he can only do that one time? I feel he was humble about his powers. He wasn't using the powers to impress people. He was kind of like, you know, here, here comes a parable. We're going to learn a lesson here at the wedding. Yeah. My theory about yeah. it is that all the most, I can't say all of them because I read some I couldn't explain. But, like, you know how uh, Jesus uh, heals the blind? Yeah. This he takes like dirt and he just rubs it in the guy's <laughs> eyes and then the guy can see, right? That's what he does. Yeah. So yeah. this is my this is my uh theory, okay? You go back like two thousand years and people are fucking grubby buggers. They like animals. They're more like animals than we are now. Oh right? for sure, yeah. And they're stupid. Like they're very dumb. Dumb as fuck. So these guys are just covered in their own shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. They don't know nothing about nothing. Jesus comes in, son of a carpenter, knows a few plumbing tricks, teaches them how to, like, not get dysentery and keep the shit out of your eyes, you know? They got so much crud in their eyes because they don't wash that their eyes seal shut with fucking crust of gross, eh? Jesus comes in, takes some dirt, rubs a little dirt rubs this, gets the crust out of the guy's eyes. He can see. And he's like, it's a miracle. And he's like, nah, it's just fucking clean yourself, you know, you dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then... uh, and then, turns out, Jesus is uh, not the son of God. He's just like a, he's just like a smart guy. Mm. You know? He's just a smart guy. And then but. he figures things out. And then everyone doesn't know how to describe the smart guy, so they, like, make it into something fantastical. And he's like, whatever you say, guys, you know, like, whatever. As long as you guys do what I say, like, w- wash your fucking dick or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And then, uh, like, even, like, a lot of those rules in the Bible, like, get your uh, circumcision and uh, don't eat pork and yeah. all that stuff. It's just so you don't die. They're just like, how do we get these people to stop having infected nah. dicks? Yeah. They're like, oh, why don't we just tell them I'll do this? And maybe, it's gonna they, be... maybe they didn't know how to cook pork. I like Yeah, like... they kept dying because they were eating old pork with fucking worms no, in it. There was like, no refrigerators. I, I like the idea that uh, Jesus Christ was a health and safety officer. <laughs> yeah. Who essentially was in the right, Early and like plumber. had like some sort of two thousand like a knowledge, two thousand years ahead about dysentery and things like this. Yeah, and they hated him so much. He was so officious and such a fucking little public servant that they fucking right you Crucified get him. get up on the cross you. Yeah, yeah. You know how he got Lazarus uh, uh, back from the dead? Yeah, how's that? CPR, buddy. Yeah, yeah. good old fashioned CPR. You ever heard of that? Yeah. 
Well, like, guess what? Jesus' dad knows a thing or two about CPR because he's God. He made it he's up. He's a man all times. Yeah. He made that shit up. Yeah, yeah. God made it up. Uh, but, you know, like his earthly dad, heck of a carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, a good you know, guy, man. If you, if you got one of his. his Cuck, uh, hey, Cuck. Yeah. Cuck. Or, hey, like his personal life, but like <laughs> as a profession, like it's none of my business, but prof- like in his profession. I think some of the buildings he made are still standing, but he gets doesn't get credit for that. It's all about, hey, you believe that that whole. I don't think whole, he built any whole buildings, to be honest with you. I think he's more of a fence guy. Maybe he's a cro- <laughs> maybe he's a cross builder. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Well, he was a carpenter, so he worked with wood, not stone. You know, so uh, I think that uh, I don't think he was a fence builder. Maybe a few cattle. Oh, he was a cross builder, though. That's genius. Oh, he's, oh yeah. that he's feels like, like a Black Mirror episode right there. Because he was like, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you I think don't I believe any of that story? <laughs> Guess what you're dying on. <laughs> you know what also know. is kind of fishy oh, about the whole revenge. thing is that, uh, you know, at the end, no one ever talks about Joseph's death that I can remember. I can't remember Joseph dying. Well, well, here's the other thing about the Bible. What? There were seven Gospels. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've whittled them down to four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think they had, like, different conventions over the thousand years. Because, like, Christianity wasn't really anything until a thousand years ago. People think it's 2,000 years ago or, like, when Jesus died. But it was just like this weird Jewish sect until the the Byzantine Empire's mom said, uh, "Yeah, oh, we're all going to be Catholics now. And he was like, yeah, ma. Because he's probably dicking her. You know what I mean? Whoa. Like, yeah. Ooh. That's a little hey. presumptuous. Allegedly, well, you, you're offended for Byzantine empires, emperors <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> have you never read my profile? What do you got? Uh, what do you got? An out Nero? Nice. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Nero, great guy, great guy. I think Nero <laughs> married his cousin. It Whoa, was it Nero that married his male cousin. Whoa, what? Yeah, I think it was Nero, and that's why they say that, uh, like when Rome collapsed, because Nero. I think he married a horse, his favorite horse. He married his cousin. He, he married his sister. And they're like, okay, fucking, you know what I mean? This guy's no longer it's an over. emperor. Yeah, He's yeah. just party all the time, party all the time. You know what I heard? <laughs> I heard somewhere listening to a podcast this week or that they said uh, <laughs> that there's certain things that happen uh, before the collapse of an empire. Right? Yes, yes. And yes, one yes. of the things is um, uh, there's this period of decadence. Where everybody's like living lavish lifestyles, you know, and yeah. uh, chefs become celebrities, you know, like uh, yeah. even people become celebrities for no reason other than the fact that they're living a lavish lifestyle. You That's know? right. Like That's every right. fucking YouTuber now. And uh, and then and then they say uh, people become obsessed with sex and it's just all about sex all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, man, this is all so familiar. Yeah. To what that, we're, that. Like, this is all going to... But so is all the shit in the book of Revelations and everything else. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. Human nature cycles. Though. It's, it's a just... weird time, but I, you know, I, I, I still, I have faith in the people that are actually running shit. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I, I have people, I have faith in the direction uh, that uh, we will move to a sustainable society. Do you know how cheap solar power is right now? How cheap is solar power? I, I, I couldn't give you an actual kilowatt price, but like the investment that's gone into solar power, like globally, it's a fucking cheap source of power. 
All right. Yeah. Kevin, put your phone down. If I'm wrong, Still. I don't want to know tonight. I don't want to know tonight. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Look it up. Good, oh. look it up. There it does use a, it does a finite resource, though. Solar power requires a finite resource. I think right. it's called psyllium or something. Right. In order to yeah. process. And then that has to still be mined. And there's limitations. But the also what I don't like about solar power is like when they put it on good land, they kill the fucking good land, which uh, they've done around thank here. You. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. how do you store it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that part they're working on too. But you think about an idea that was And my TV's going to fucking go out when it's cloudy? Fuck you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Air conditioner going to shut off today? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah uh, that's hilarious. But yeah. yeah, but that's how far we've come. That's how far we've come. And actually, if you look at it, like these renewable energy sources are getting a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, how are we in a lockdown and gas is a dollar twenty-two a fucking liter? Carbon tax. Well, let me just uh, let me just don't uh, give me that carbon tax shit because when we had the first lockdown, it went down to like eighty cents a liter. Nuclear fusion is only a couple years around the corner too. I I have no problem with nuclear power. If it's regulated properly. Well, the thing what normally I think it's fission that we do, right? Right. And, and fusion, if you can if you can do fusion, mm. what you're basically doing is like combining oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, combining okay. atoms and making the energy from the combining the two atoms. Instead is, of splitting them. Instead of splitting yeah. them. And yeah. so you can pour a glass of water into this machine conser- uh, uh, conceivably, and it can take all the atoms in a glass of water and split them. And make power for like a, a, yeah. a crazy amount of time, yeah. and it basically would eliminate the need for any other kind of energy that there is. Really, if you can make these things, yeah. and uh, we're they're they're saying we're literally by twenty twenty six or something like that. They they think they should have this problem figured out. I don't I don't disagree. It's don't, unlimited power. You know, absolutely, and it has to be real. Like it has to be achievable because, like, you think about all the aliens that are currently visiting the planet. That's my. Like, they're not getting here on combustion engine fucking space vehicles, are they? No, and that's no. the thing. They're no. they're they're saying that these things have it figured out. It yeah. is possible, you know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and and so they right now they're just they can't figure out a way to contain it. Right, they're, they're right. trying to harness it. I it, think it's funny because there's so, one guy I I won't say his name on my Facebook page who actually trusts when he posts science shit, and he was talking about this like six months ago. I think it was that the Japanese have uh, have 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 actually like that word containment. They've they've created it uh, and learned how to contain it on a very small scale. Oh, yeah. Now they it's have enormous. Yeah, they. Like the potential, you have to think about it. That's the future of the planet. We can't continue to burn carbon. Uh, I'm sorry, anyone who's in that industry, oh. because it's choking us, right? No, you figure We're basically out. a cigarette smoker at the moment. We're going, yeah, yeah, but you know, come on, it employs people. It employs people. At least know? it's not coal. Yeah, that's what they say. Like. But I think, like any any society that builds up, is going to have to come to this point where they get off the combustion engine and. I think the clever people are are getting closer than the general populace would believe. Yeah, well, if you had a, if you're in the steam engine business, I mean, there's not much of a future for it. You know, like there's mm. the same will be true of every technology. Eventually, it becomes outdated, right? Yeah, it's amazing that some of the technology that's outdated now, like TV. Would you ever thought growing up that TV would be dead? Nope. Like, oh my god! Like that was a. I never thought TV yeah. would be dead, and yeah. now it's so embarrassing to watch it. Yeah. Like if someone offers me if someone offers me a job on TV, I'm like, 
I'm like, I have to think about it, man. Like, why? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, TV. So I can yeah. go say boring shit that nobody, like, that's going to be so unbelievable. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. talks like they're on TV. Nobody talks on TV yeah. like they do in real life. Yeah, it's just bullshit. And so I couldn't do I don't know if I could do it. I would do it. I would do it for the fucking credit. Oh, of course you would. Of course you would. You'd oh. do it for the payday, too. You think they still pay good? I don't think they pay what they used to pay, but like if you sold a show to CTV or CBC or something, you'd do it. And even if it was this show or or a, or, or a sitcom, or yeah. But guess what like happens that. when it's this show? Because I flirted with yeah. that. They tried to get me on like a basic cable one time, right? But they wanted me to not swear, not smoke. Well, and, fuck that, and not and uh, yeah. and I had to like do it in like. So, that's so the guy starts telling me what you, you. Why would you get involved in a situation like that where you can't be real? Uh, All right, that's not the show. Can, then I have to do a different show. Just do it. Yeah. Like yeah. The Call it shitty fuck show. Yeah. Shitty fucking garbage show. Yeah, and then might, I would do that show. People might tune in to shitty fucking garbage. Oh, yeah. Show, shitty fucking oh, yeah. garbage with Pete Van Great hashtags. <laughs> great hashtags for sure. Yeah. yeah. Great not, enough, not enough diversity on this cast right now either. Oh, no. I forgot about that. Like, people used to give me shit all the time. Uh, you don't have enough women. You don't have enough this and that. I'm like, uh, um, like I don't stop them from wow. coming. They just don't like me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what I always say. Find a woman who'll be seen with me in public, and I'll put her on. I don't have a show, but you know, like Dan, yeah. Dan, y- you one time, mm. and like uh, you know, me and you're in the same boat on this one. We are. We go talk to a, like let's let's say we go to a, cl- a comedy club. Uh, you see like a, a young girl in her twenties who just fucking kills it up there. Yeah, and you want to go pay her a compliment. They just say good job or like keep it up. You really got something or whatever, like anything like that. Yeah. Now nah, she looks at you like you're trying to like uh, assault her, yeah. you know. And then. Uh, oh, I wouldn't put that on the the young ladies. I would not want to be a young lady in comedy because think about it. There's probably one or two of you. Uh, yeah. There's maybe like on an open mic. There's another ten guys. Uh, those ten guys, they want to fuck you. They're not interested. <laughs> They're not interested. You know, yeah, you're right. Like, Dan. For the most part, the most part, they're not very good with women or or social situations at all. Yeah. Uh, so you got to wade through that, and like guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I I it, I feel bad for the art form because there's guys who will pay attention to cute girls who have no business being in comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it, everybody gets a time. You can be shit for two or three years. You know, take your time to get good. I'm not trying yeah, to discourage yeah. anyone from getting into it. But there are clearly people who are shit at comedy who, because they look well to a few people, uh, uh, get get on shows and things like that. And that, also that's you're filling, why, you're filling that's it up. That's why I would feel I, – I would hate to be a woman trying to get into comedy because you got to wade through all of that before anyone can look at your talent, you know. Uh, and I think the idea in entertainment is supposed to be that being good at what you do is the minimum requirement. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. just be good at what you do, and everything else is like. Anyway, everyone's got to deal with whatever cards they're dealt, though. Like, mm-hmm. like in our situation, no one's going to listen to us bitch about our cards being dealt. Even why though, would you? Even would you? even though, even though, hear me out, Kevin. While you're up, would you pour a little red wine? I hate to make you the bartender, but I would really love to thank you without having to get up. That'd be the highlight of my week. It really would. All right, if, shut up. Sorry. All right, I'm saying a fucking point here. I'm going to yeah, say it. Yeah. All right, I know I forgot it anyway because of your red wine, but it was like, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Damn it all. Shall we rewind a bit? I had it, in t- too. It was like, uh, oh, 
you got to deal with the cards you're dealt. Yeah. Like, and, and like for you, for like you and I, we're like white men. Uh, like we're we're like the most common type of comic there is. Yep. Is like white straight men. Okay. Yeah. So they're the most of us. And apparently we all have the same material. That's why we're all put in the same box, right? Which mm-hmm. is so stupid to me. But mm-hmm. like, because like, I think I'm gonna have the same perspective as you or every other white man. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the there's there's the most of us. So if you want to put a show on where you're not getting criticized for not being diverse enough or not showing enough different kinds of people, yeah. The people that they're less of will get more bookings than their skill level requires them to. So, therefore, they're put in situations where they're not ready for, and they run the risk of maybe looking shitty when they're really just at the exact stage of their development that they are. They shouldn't be on a show of that caliber yet. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Whereas, like, you and I, because we're in the most common uh, group, uh, we have to, like, be fucking very good to get on that exact same show because we're because we have to differentiate ourselves yeah so by the time we get our opportunity to be on that show we're way better at it yeah uh, but uh yeah you know it's I, like it's it's like they both suck yeah you know yeah but they're both everybody's got to do i wish them. everything was a meritocracy and i think and i don't want to be controversial here but I, I base this on having talking talked to a guy who is a showrunner in Toronto, uh, and this is what he tells me. He says, you know, I have to put women on the show because that's the audience's expectation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I, he, he was doing, at the time, a monthly show at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. He said, I have to – I get 50 messages from guys a week wanting to be on the show, mm-hmm. one at the most of women, right? wanting to be on the show but he has to go out now he has to as a show producer to satisfy the audience that he's not being misogynist or or not giving women a chance he has to go out and seek out women to put on the show right which creates more work for him as a producer right right, right. which i'm not saying is wrong but i think the the expectation that uh shows should be balanced ethnically and gender and unless it's an epic sexuality show, show uh, it's just not going to happen because that there's just not that great representation in uh, in in comedy at the moment. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's, moment, it's getting better. It is getting better, and I think the goal, like for guys like you and I, uh, is is to m- make it inclusive, to to create an environment where, like, if a female comic shows up, or a, a lesbian comic, or a, a gay comic shows up, or a black comic, or whatever whatever special interest group you're interested into, when they show up at the comedy club or the comedy show. That they feel welcome, uh, and that's why. Like going back to what I say, right? I wouldn't want to be a, a female comedian. Think I got to go through ten guys hitting on me before I can even fucking tell a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the, <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing is like I'm always at the from the perspective where I'm not even thinking closely about. I'm not thinking remotely about hitting on anybody. I've been yeah. so off the market for so long. So like for me, I to but get that reaction. Guys, you've seen the guys. You've seen the guys who probably. You know, I know but, it's just always being yeah. Chris. It's always being punished for somebody else's sins is is what I what mm. it feels like. You know, it's like I'm not doing nothing. I'm just yeah. trying to be a nice guy. But I do understand yeah. that if I was a yeah. woman, I'd be scared to death. You know, yeah. you got to be smaller. So than, as a white man, do you feel uh, you're being punished? A fucking point once in a while. What? Uh, sorry, as a white man, are you are you going into a, a territory where you feel you're being punished for someone else's sins or? Not a white man as a person, like as a, a, as a, as a person, yeah. like a. 
just as a man, I guess. Uh, like you're just uh, you well, go to a woman and you just want to say something complimentary, like uh, you did right. good up and on she's stage. She's on guard because she's had to deal with five fucking. Non-junkie yeah, comedians. she's got to deal with all these people that treat her like shit in the past. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you, I end up yeah. getting the like uh, cold shoulder from them, like I'm uh, trying to be a dick. Uh, but I don't even like I'm not even thinking that way when I get it. So it's always yeah. takes me back. You yeah. know, like, what did I do? And as a comedian, it, it's it is annoying when you see someone get a spot be, because you think they got it because they're 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 a certain gender or whatever. And uh, I've never thought that, though. I've I, never I don't really. I don't look at that. But uh, like if someone bombs or they weren't ready for that spot, it's like if I, I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. If it's a free show, if the audience isn't paying. Do whatever you want to do with the show. Do whatever jokes you want to do. But they're paying five fucking bucks to be there. You owe those people your best, right? I think and so. And as a show producer, you owe those people the best comedians you can get. And I think we've seen enough shows where you're like, where the fuck did you find these six people? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're just the first six people that email you? Yeah, That's yeah. how you build a show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've had, to, we've had to go it. through that, right? Yeah. And then we've had to go through the producers who will book women that they want to fuck. <laughs> and oh, yeah. once again, I, I, I feel horrible for the woman in that situation. Yeah. It's like you show up, you rock up, you want to tell your jokes, you think you're there. Because you, think you think you're there because you're funny. And some dick just wants to put his dick in you. That's got to like fuck the, their careers up, too. I'd, just, I'd be so annoyed by that. I don't know how you can Well, it's that. Canada. This is Canadian comedy cab. There's no careers. <laughs> Nobody has any careers. There's a pool hall in Delhi. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just mean, like, they're, they're confident. Well, uh, they're, yeah. They got the yeah. false confidence. That's all. Yeah. Well, yeah, that does suck. I mean, uh, that, <laughs> that does suck. It's like if you are like have money and you can never believe a girl likes you for who you are, right. you know, because you think you got money or mm-hmm. something. It's like that sort of thing. That would suck, like, because you're not being objective. But then again, it is one of your marketable skills. Like, if you look at which comedians have agents that are, like, started around the same time as you as you or I did, mm. it would be, like, the young, hot ones. Yeah. And then, or the experienced Well, I don't ones know who has are, agents. I'm not worried about other people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who, like, the people that I've seen progress, uh, I think have deserved it. Since I started, I think Michael Moses has certainly deserved it. He might have an agent, but I don't know. Like uh, 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 Jason it, Allen, obviously big fan of the show. Uh, he, uh, I think he deserves everything he gets. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think it's a, it's a well, comedy and farming are to me the most democratic, perfect examples of getting what out what you put in, like. Mm. Anyone that's talking about like the only th- the the only thing about equity that bugs me in comedy like about getting representation is that when they do a, like a uh, like a a black show or a gay show or a trans show or whatever like that right they make it that only people in that community can perform and right. then, and I'm like well I understand if the audience is all that and, but if you're like there's no reason I shouldn't be able to tell my jokes to every single one of those. Absolutely. Groups. And there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't be given a chance to make an audience laugh. Like, okay. Like, yeah, still, you, like I, I think there was a time where like Italian theme shows and yeah. and stuff like this were like ethnic theme shows yeah, were yeah. really popular. And I think there is still a lot of that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think there's great value in not being part of that ethnicity and showing up 
and being the guy who makes fun of that ethnicity or, or you yeah, know, like the, presents the, the, your point of view. The fish so out of the water. Idea yeah. That, yeah, the fish out of water. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the expression. I knew there was a term for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a way to handle it. And yeah. as a comedian, you should be given that chance, you know? And there's talks in these communities of allies and all the rest of it. Like, why can't I be an ally and still be on the show? Maybe I can be. Maybe I got to... Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just seems to me always to be exclusive because I want to play these shows. Like, we have to I got to play one room. Shows. I got to play one. I played one room of color that was like no white people. And it was the best. It was the best show ever. Yeah, it was I, like the greatest. It was in, uh, yeah. it was in like just outside of well, like uh, Vaughn. That's great because, you know, you're. Your opener, most nights you want to tell people that you're you're a small-town guy. You're a hick who, uh, mm. you know, married the first girl who, who uh, whoever flashed a smile at him. You know, that that's, that's who your personality is on stage. So to put that in front of a black audience, fuck yeah, that's funny right away. Yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean? Like, Mo- who's this guy? <laughs> um, uh, uh, Moses actually got me that gig, and... Uh, he was hosting that night, right? And, and uh, he said, uh, "Have you played this room before?" And I said, "No." And he goes, uh, "Oh, they're gonna love you," is what he said. I can't wait to see you or whatever. They're gonna love you. And I was like, I didn't know what he meant. Yeah, you know, like uh, I didn't know what he meant. And then I went up and I did my set, and uh, it fucking killed. It was crazy, and I didn't know what the I don't know what the intangible is. And then and I do this is this is like I I this is racist, I guess. But if I I I, per, I perform to black audiences and I I have like a pretty good success ratio, like more so than white audiences. I, I, yeah. I if I if I walk into a room and it's a room of color, it doesn't even have to be black. Just anything that's not white, you know. Yeah, is like I I can almost like take a breath like oh thank uh, god well i know i know i know this name uh deserves a boo uh when i say it here in the dutch hall but joe Botello said to me one time uh he goes uh, it's white audiences that are hung up i forget the joke that i was doing but the premise was that i'm not supposed to be saying this because uh oh yeah that was the line uh and now i know why people hate immigrants <laughs> and like the audi- white audiences go <gasps> Yeah. You, well, you are right? And there was like, we were up in Brampton or something like that. So it was a very ethnic audience. Yeah. And they laughed when I said that. And I didn't know where to go from there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, you're not, you're not supposed to laugh at that. And I, I, I brought that up with Joe. And he's like, yeah, it's only white audiences that, that, that have a problems with what you're, they're like waiting for you. They're uptight. They're waiting for you to. Yeah, they're it. waiting for you to say the wrong thing or, yeah. or to be offended. I don't even think be offended is the right term, but they just don't want to support their uh, it furthers their guilt. If yes, they, if they support yes. it or something. You know? But I, but I at the same time, I think white people have always had a stick up their ass and ethnic people have always been able to have a good laugh at anything. Don't you think? Well, dude, this is what I we we come from an area. This area when we were growing up was a lot of immigrants, like post-war immigrants. Oh fuck yeah! And uh, it's not that long ago. And so we had like if if your parents were an immigrant, your grandparents definitely were. And being an ag- a farm kid or whatever, you, you know, you don't change that much in a generation. You really not as no. much as they do in the city. No. So like no. we are still a little, or usually one generation behind. You know. Mm. So like uh, we're. Um, I'm just saying, like, uh, we used to, like, when I grew up, like, it was all hearing different different farmers making fun of other farmers, and it was always based on where they're from. 
And it was yeah. like Portuguese guys making fun of Belgian guys, sure. making fun of Dutch sure. guys, making sure. fun of Hungarians. And uh, do you remember a show called Bizarre? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Bizarre. Do you remember there was that like they, they they had that one sketch that they would do, where the family like they had this big integrated family, where they had like you know the Portuguese cousin and they had the the, the yeah know, yeah and it was the Irish guy ah oh, we all love each other we just yeah yeah, make yeah, fun. yeah and then they would make fun of each other yes yeah yeah with with the joke those jokes. Why, why did that stop? Why why did that stop? The thing is, I don't think it I did. understand. I understand, like like not picking on marginalized people, but you can always find the funny in in a situation. I well, think, my point know? is, is that these people you make fun of, like the Dutch and the the Belgians, they make fun of each other relentlessly. Mm. But like the it's it's your form of acceptance, you know, like yeah. My dad would ask, like, what's this guy's last name? What is that, Polish? And then, like, three Polish jokes. And then... Totally. But then totally. the guy's, like, getting the... Like, you get it. You make fun of each other's differences, but it's a, it's their way of, of getting yeah. to know each other's differences. Sure. And then also, you're, like, inviting the guy in to be part of the club. We're going to bust your balls, totally. too. You're yes. the You're... So, like, if... And it, this is all white-on-white white racism, mostly, so it's good. Like, a Hungarian guy and a Dutch guy making fun of each other is not going to get anyone upset you know right but like uh you know like if you look at but uh, not, the japanese not, and the koreans for example japanese and koreans yeah. they were the same way they both make fun of each other like there's probably more hatred there but there's uh there's like the, the it's not really a div- divisive thing it's really a a, a, a welcoming thing you're trying yeah. to bring them into your world right. by right. busting their balls you know that's right yeah that's instead right. of hiding that's from right. it yeah, but you know, you know when something's done out of hatred or or to uh, use the common term to punch down on someone, right? And and when pointing out a difference between the two of us is is meant to bring them in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, are we it, still allowed it, to make fun of people from Newfoundland? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Oh fuck yeah, bye. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I never knew they they had, they don't seem to have a problem with it. Uh, oh, but I, 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 I can't speak for all of Ireland, but I'm pretty sure they're okay with it, too. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's like you make fun of the Dutch for being cheap, but we don't find it offensive. Never forget. Never forget. Frugal. Never forget. Frugal. It's Smart. always the extreme. <laughs> it's always the extreme opinions that get the media attention, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, when um, a, a high school in the States bans kids from showing their shoulders, you know, that's an extreme example of what's really going on in society and and things like that, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, you know what we got to do? We're gonna do one thing real quick, and it, it's a segment that we call uh, feedback. We got feedback. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. Do we have to do it quick, or are we gonna take our time? Battery medium. Better. Are we doing it one more time? What do we got to do? What do we got to do quickly? I got like a spinny out, a spinny swirly thing here. Whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, just to do it quick to get it out of the way, um, we got you go to our website live from the dot com. You click on Amazon banner, do your Amazon shopping. If you want to do Amazon shopping, then some of that money comes back and helps the show. You can also go to a Patreon, 
Patreon slash Dutch Hall, and there is six new tiers uh, that ways that you can uh, sponsor the show. And you will start noticing there's a few more ads coming on the program, and that is because somebody's got to pay for this shit. And if it isn't ads, it's going to be Patreon. So if you'd like to get an ad-free option, there is a way you can sponsor the show and have ad-free experience. And uh, you, if you're a small business, there is three tiers for uh, business sponsors. So you can look at that and you can find ways that your show can be recognized. That's Patreon slash Dutch Hall. And uh, just want to go quickly into feedback. People every week. See, I at the top, can you go to the, can you choose the Bluetooth and then choose that speaker? Or in the sound thing, does the Boise thing come up? Bose. Anyways, uh, a lot of people, the last show was, uh, uh, a lot of people were, uh, uh, that was my story about my, uh, it's a cytoscopy. It's not whatever I said. I was way off. But where I got DP'd, I basically got DP'd. There we go. Pray something. Oh, no. It's still spinning. It's still spinning. (laughs) So you got DP'd? Yeah, I got DP'd. It was, uh, and then, uh. Uh, like a two days later, I had my first COVID scare, so I actually got triple, got three peed, oh. or what? Is, no, triple penetrated because I got asshole, dick hole, nose hole. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, was that like? Do you have a new kink now? No, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh no, I didn't like it. At no, <laughs> no, I didn't like it. <laughs> but at the end, uh, at the end, my. Like my Good. dick farted, eh? My dick actually farted. Well, I saw the the legend of the dick fart. Yeah, it yeah. farted. It. it it was like a little trumpet. Oh, right, right. It's right. a proud moment, man. Yeah, proud moment. Yeah. So, Wish we could have recorded it. So if yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I want to do it again just for that, like just hear the. <laughs> I'm gonna think of it next time. If I get it done next time, I'm going into the bathroom with my phone ready, <laughs> like to get because if I can get my dick farting on, oh man, that'd be a good sound bite, eh? Totally, totally. Yeah. We we could sell that. A dick uh, fart. W- would you be willing to do the thing again just to get the dick fart? Oh, it's not about willing. I'm I'm just gonna have to. I'm old. Oh right. Okay. Also, the fact that you can't hold your piss through a whole show, I know that you probably got one coming too. <laughs> okay? I'm gonna have to Me look too. into that. Yeah, I'm going in to get a wart uh, looked at tomorrow. A wart. Oh. A wart on the bottom of my foot. Oh, thank God! It's not your cock, eh? Oh. No. Hey, do you have any? Are you able to still get laid? Like, do you have game? Uh, I've got a little bit of game, a little bit of game. Do you do you go in real life or on apps and shit or like how do you meet girls? No, I. How do I meet girls? I don't meet girls. I don't meet girls. What do you mean? I don't meet girls. How do I, how do I meet girls? That's what I'm asking. I, I don't go on the apps and stuff like that. No, I should. Just whores then? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't uh, uh, avail myself of the ladies of the night. Uh no man, I'm uh, I you know I'm I'm single until there's a fucking pandemic end and uh, and I'm a little bit more successful than I currently am. I can't even get the cheese lady to honor the blind date. Oh, uh, it's my fault though. It's no, it's a, not your fault. It's not your fault. It's COVID, man. It's, I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> we'll get it going when it's when it's done again. Actually, that's a good idea. That's a good shout out though. We should get the if you want to go get some cheese in Delhi there at the second mouse. Yeah. We gotta give Teresa a shout out. And it's nice place. to give. I think we should start giving a shout out uh, to a podcast every week too, just to say this is what another podcast is out there you should check out. But um, this week we're gonna do an easy one. It's a new podcast. It's gonna be launched shortly. Mm. 
It's called What Would You Do Podcast. It is, oh, isn't it? Good. Yes, yeah. it's with uh, hosted by Dan Brennan. Who? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, actually, Coke. <laughs> uh, I was on one of the episodes. Yeah. And it was a good episode, uh, but we have to do it again, you said. You said we could do better. Uh, well, I don't want to insult you, Pete, uh, at all, uh, but you were the first guest, Yeah. and I think I could be better. And I think if ah. I was better, I would get more of what the audience is getting right now. Because I thought I'd give you I'm fucking saying, gold. Like, I got uh, you, gold. <laughs> That's a podcast veteran you're talking to. Right <laughs> I know. There. I know. I'm the most... In, how does one word this? How does one word this? I no, I don't think I was very good, and I think that we, you and I could do better. No problem. I'd yeah. be happy to do that for yeah. you. Because keep in mind, I did one with Patrick Coppolino, and he told this amazing dildo story, uh, but I forgot to record it. Like oh. I forgot to, to. So when he came back, we ended up chatting about other stuff. We never got to hear the dildo story. Oh, so it's still there. So he's going to be a recurring guest, and that's what I want from you, Pete. I want you to be a recurring guest. All right. I'll, I'll I'll find my own dildo story to give you, and uh, but let's just do this. Uh, let's explain the premise to the audience at home. We'll right. explain the premise of the show. And the yeah. show is basically it's called "What Would You Do?" What would you do? And you and you go and you give people s- scenarios. You that's give right. That's scenarios. right. I I I I, uh, I do all the producing myself. Not dissimilar to what you're doing here, Pete. Uh, I don't have a Kevin. I wish I did. I wish I no, did. No, you don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> we barely have a Kevin. That's you right. barely have a Kevin. He's too busy. Look, could, play a sound. Music. Does anything play? No. No, still nothing. Point being, point being, point being. Uh, so this is what my, my podcast is all about. I uh, I create a scenario. Uh, I, I pick a guest, and then I give the guest the scenario on a Monday. And on a Thursday, I phone them. And it's always about that guest something crazy that happens while they're performing and what would they do to deal with that situation so it's never anything normal like uh, a waitress spills drinks or uh you know we have a drunk in the crowd it's it's fantastic amazing uh outrageous things that happen but uh you know i i always preface it with the idea that i just love the idea that there's Background noise that interferes. Uh, that's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> professional show. Yeah. Well, this could be one of the things. I'm on stage and all of a sudden, fucking ACDC starts coming through the speakers or whatever that was. Or ACDC comes Man, on stage. Man, I don't know if the audience can see all those cables, but that's a lot of cables. That's a lot of cables. But that's the basic premise of the show, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I, you know. The backup is if they don't, because there's no one's getting paid for this, you know, if they don't research or think about what they would actually do in this. Disconnected. <laughs> sorry. Connected to Pete's Netflix story. I'm sorry. I just know that this show's going to end sometime. And... Oh, my God. I'm going to meet a woman tonight, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's good luck right there. That is, eh? She sounds familiar. <laughs> she sounds my type, that one. Uh, yeah. So it's a scenario. So uh, yeah, because none of them do the research, right? So, but uh, the backup question is, what is the, the the craziest thing you've ever had happen to you while you were were performing? Uh, but yeah, so far I've I've recorded six episodes. They're they're quite good fun. Okay, so we 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 took the premise of the show and we reached out to some of the cast of right. the Dutch Hall and we had them. 
give us <laughs> whoa charters they had the uh <laughs> we had uh, them give us some suggestions and um the oh there we go that's what the problem is there we go so i just want to go one more thing here let's just hear a quick boo what god damn it dan what have i done that's my fault i don't know what's going totally. on none of this shit works so easily your fault even if it wasn't your fault i think you should take it on yourself i am i'm good <laughs> okay anyways this is fucking just nightmarish it just Ooh. doesn't work Ooh. but uh could the problem be you have two mouses that look exactly the fucking same how come it doesn't work? It was working before. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I don't know how we're going to get through, through this uh, end of this show. But anyways, let's just do this fucking game and then we'll be done with it. Because like, uh, the soundboard is just killing me. I don't know how I'm going to do a theme song to it's get the out of this thing. It's the dampness in the air. It's the da- Can I tell my, my, my harrowing tale of how I got here? Yeah, you want to tell your oh, harrowing tale uh, how you came down the... Uh, oh, listen to, th- listen to this. You're not, you're not actually going to believe this nonsense, right? And I did this for the people at Delhi. I did this for you locals, okay? So I'm coming down the Vanessa Road. I'm on the other side of Vanessa, mm-hmm, that right. little town, okay? And what do I run over? I run over a pole in the middle of the road. What kind of pole? Well, I didn't know what kind of pole it was. I pulled the car over. I checked the wheels. You know, it's raining and shit like that. I didn't exactly pull the car over. I uh, hit the handbrake on the Corolla, and I spun it around. Well, like Starsky and Hutch. Totally. Flipped the lights on. Nice. Just so I could see what the pole was. Smart and, move. Veteran move. Totally. And then I, I pulled over the side of the road, and I got out, and I picked up that pole. Ooh. And it was a... F- it was a goddamn tent pole. In the middle of the road. Six foot of aluminum tent pole. And I would just like to say to whoever's out there in Delhi, because I, I, I pulled over, I picked it up, and I threw it to the side. I'd like to say to anyone who's out there in Delhi putting up a tent tonight and missing their pole, fuck you, you fucking cunt. You deserve to be missing a tent <laughs> pole. If I have tire damage, I'm going to find you. I don't blame no, you. No, it would be quite funny, though, if someone... Someone came into the Dutch hall or, or at least messaged into the Dutch hall and said, excuse me, that was my tent pole. It yeah. would be really funny. I wouldn't be mad at you. I don't blame you. Okay, me. yeah. I don't blame you for being upset okay. about that one bit. Yeah. I have. Oh, you got a tinkle? All right. Again? Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I'm going to do? Are you gonna you do? Can, can you England play down. anything on that goddamn board right now uh, at all? Like, if you play the theme song or anything, would it work? Yeah, it will, eh? Yeah, it will. Oh, fuck yeah. Then I'm not going to mess with this shit anymore. I'm so pissed at this, Kev, I tell you. Uh-huh. And we've gone like an hour and a half in this show. Time to we show got you. one game, one game that we got. We were going to play to get out, which was the What Would You Do game. Right. Dan's... Uh, uh, His bladder's tiny. Dan's bladder's tiny. So I want to just read. We got we got to pick one of these scenarios to give Dan. Okay. Uh, to hear what he would do. <laughs> oh, boy. I know which one I'm going to give him. I know which one I'm going to give him. Okay. But we're just going to give Dan one. I'm going to give him the one where he's got to jerk everyone off to get out of the Sounds good. The place. I'm just going to try this because we missed it. Okay. Does the stinger work? No. It doesn't, but but the but this theme song does. I think it will. Okay, Dan. This this is how we're closing the show. You're, All right. I'm going to give you a scenario like you give your guess. But this one is going to be just for you. Okay. You've not actually heard this scenario because I tried reading all these before, but you were interrupting quite a bit. 
And uh, so, uh, um, okay. So this is what happens. You are on stage. Yeah. And uh, you're in Alaska. You are. Uh, you have been uh, sent up to go uh, work in uh, Nome, Alaska. You're going to do a show up in Nome, Alaska, yeah. at a strip club. Ooh. Oh, of course. You're at a strip club. Ooh. And they have just bust in a bunch of dudes who are like uh, fishermen. Yeah, fishermen. They were just catching the deadliest crabs or whatever. (laughs) 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 And now they've come back to town to do the same. (laughs) To give them to the girls. Right, right. So they, um, the girls there um, uh, have taken the night off and they've booked a comedy show. Wow. And these dudes have come in from the fucking far north where they haven't seen women in six months, you know? They're expecting women. They're expecting women at this comedy show. And they come across Dan Brennan on stage. You Good know? God, Ethel. Right? What a situation. These guys are coming in with guns loaded on their hips and they are, Whoa. They, they have smoked they have snorted so much cocaine with all the money they've earned in six months on this <laughs> right. crab boat. Yeah, they are just uh coked up, ready to get uh, laid. Mm. And they come into this, and they see Dan Brennan's headlining. They're expecting a stripper. Right. Yeah. The crowd gets pissed, Dan. The crowd is getting very angry. Yeah. And uh, to the point where this one guy, who's kind of like the ringleader of the whole group, uh-huh. he stands up and he says, uh, uh, we had uh, different expectations for this evening. Yeah. Uh, he's, he says to his buddy, he says, uh, Frank, Go lock the door. Oh. Right? Yeah. Frank goes and locks the door. Uh-huh. And uh, this guy says to you, funny man, mm. we came here to blow jizz all over this place. Right, right, right. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Every single one of us <laughs> are going to blow jizz all over this place. Right. If it's the last thing we do. Yeah, yeah. And since you're the fucking entertainment, that's yep. your job. Yep. Right. What right. would you do? Oh, fucking the first thing you do. First thing you do, right. Because, you know, uh, I feel like I've been in this situation in a, in a past life. I don't know for sure, but uh, the first thing you want to do in a situation like that, you want to kill the lights. <laughs> That's a, You don't want anyone seeing what you're going to do. You, you want to kill the lights. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Now, one of the greatest advantages that I have, okay, is my voice. Right. My voice. So in the darkness... Perhaps. You sound like Kathleen Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd have to go for. I'd have to... <sighs> I'm taking off your trousers. <laughs> You're like old Lucy, eh? That's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's it. So I've got the mic out of the stand. I'm somewhere safe by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I might I might even, you know, God forbid, I'm 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 up on top of a speaker rack. It's dark. Right. 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 And that's literally what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to soothe the savage beast. I can't remember, like, you know, Betty Davis, she had that kind of voice, too, eh? You yeah. Know, it, on Golden Pond. Your voice like isn't going to get the jizz out of their dicks, though, Dan. Oh, it is if I start talking about the right things. You're going to talk the jizz out? You're not going to manually like, like jerk them off? Like a goddamn phone sex uh, line. And that's, I'm going to make them do it themselves. And, uh, yeah. Mm. And then, you know what? In the darkness... I don't know if it's allowed. In the darkness, it's like a British public school at that point. There could be some, you know, no word spoken hand jobs. To the big trouble ones, eh? To the guys that are being more trouble, you'd jerk them off. 
I no no not me. <laughs> well I'm played, just saying host. in the in the darkness. <laughs> what? In the in the darkness. Right, right. right. In the darkness. They're not gonna know you're jerking them off. Like so why no, not? No, I'm not jerking any <laughs> Oh. Not but let me say it's this. all with your mouth? Wow. <laughs> you don't have to go that far, Dan. It's like they're they're okay with a hand job. Just you have like banker hands too, it'd be soft. It's not like they were used to <laughs> bank. <laughs> <laughs> They're used to like like jerking themselves off Sorry, with these big I'm, man hands. Hey, you know? Let's be clear. Oh. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to do everything I can to avoid jerking and sucking them off. Okay, well that's what they want. But I don't give a fuck what they want. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them what they need. Are you gonna <laughs> grind? Are you gonna grind them? And what they need is the fantasy. They need the fantasy. Oh, you're painting a picture. I'm painting a picture for. Them. And you they're know, paint away you. in the darkness. Oh, away in the darkness. Crawled up above the light. I'm I'm above the lights now, looking down. But I'm using my dulcet tones into the microphone, and uh, I'm making it happen for you. And like I said, if one of the guys like if that's gross, were, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, man. I'll be just like, line up, boys. I'll tug those fuckers right off you. Right. That's right. It's only right. skin. Get over right. here, fellas. Right. Right. Well, that would explain why that your wife never took advantage of that. Uh, any time trip to Alaska, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, not twice, that's for sure. <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now I've required a taste for Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'd, I'd love to go to Alaska, except for all that uh, jerking you need to do. Yeah. Right? No, I don't think so. I, 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 can we talk about Sasquatch? Do we have time to talk about Sasquatch? Not really, but uh, okay. but did that you that watch that show? Which Which one? There's one on, maybe it's on Crave or Netflix or something. There's a new Sasquatch show. Yeah, yeah, I did watch that one. Uh, it's called Sasquatch. Yeah, and it's about a guy. It's about it's about them growing pot in North Carolina, in North Ca- Northern California. Oh, yeah. But, did they uh, see a Sasquatch though? No, I I don't want to ruin it for people because I love Sasquatch and I believe in Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in any of the other myths, but I believe in Sasquatch. Makes sense, uh, dude. There's proof that, like, people disappear up in those woods. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about a stretch of woods that goes from Alaska all the way to the southern tip, like, like to northern California. Oh, yeah. There's crazy shit that goes on in there. There is a forest behind my house right here. It's it's not nearly the size of that, you know? Yeah. But I go in that thing. It's chock full of animals. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see any of them. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, very rarely do you I see them. You hear shit, though. But I know they're there. Like yeah. you know they're there. It's just like because like a lot of them are nocturnal, right? So I'll yeah. go there. I'll go there in the daytime and I'll just be like walking around. There's sleeping Triple. families of skunks. There's sleeping raccoons above my head. There's Beautiful. like uh, d- dens of fox and coyote that I don't see because they're all sleeping, right? Yeah. Can I tell you something that I thought I, I was trying to talk to a friend last night about this, and he doesn't seem to think it's amazing. You know, I live in a in a in a in a van. <laughs> hey, I live in a, co- a, a condo tower in Burlington, Ontario. Dream World. Right? Oh, sorry. Not too far. So, I'm sorry. Dream world. <laughs> I do live in a dream world. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so, but since, if I could just like yeah, go back to that okay. nature conversation. Yeah. So, like, if I go out on my balcony at any point during the day since the pandemic started, I could see two hawks. Really? Flying over. And I'm just, I'm just mesmerized by them, right? And I'm just waiting for one of them to drop. But now, like when I leave my place and I drive down like the the 403 into Hamilton, there's nothing but hawks. 
up in the sky. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's amazing. So, like, Like why? turkey vultures or hawks? Hawks, not turkey vultures. Turkey Probably vultures very near the side of the road? Yeah, yeah. I bet you it's red-tailed hawk. Red-tailed hawks. They're the most common you'll see by the side of the road. They are, they are on the high I don't see them. And... I see them up in the air. I don't see them at the roadside. Oh, they're side. not? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I, I'm wondering, is that because there's less air traffic? Or is that because uh, due to the shutdown, there's so much ground life? Like, there's millions of mice compared to last year. And all of a sudden, Hawk's got a lot of food. He's only going to fuck. He's going to spend his spare time fucking, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I noticed last year, and I, I was thinking the same thing even last year. I was like, I don't know if it's just because I'm going outside more, I'm noticing things more, or yeah. if there's just more life than I remember. But there seems to be more bugs. There seems to be more yeah, yeah. more Take fish, more like everything, you know? Yeah. And like a, but it's gorgeous. Like, I'm on the 11th floor, and I look, I look uh, sorry, but, you know, like we're close to Lake Ontario, but I look up the bench. Towards like Waterdown and, and like Milton and, and yeah, yeah. like that, and to like sit out on the eleventh floor and see these fucking birds fly in tandem, and you know like they they fly in tandem and then they diverge, and then they come back and it's just it's, it's cool, right? It's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've, this Beaver was saying last week that he he doesn't uh, fucking care at all about those birds. So that he just looks at like trying to kill them and ruin their homes. Cut trees down. That's what, what he said. Is this Beaver guy. He's a farmer. He's a farmer. He just hates they, nature. Oh, well, that would make sense. Actually, stopping yeah. rivers. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you said farmer, I would have. Th- I, yeah, hater of nature. Easily. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's. The, you'd think they'd be a. Is steward. he a successful farmer? Yeah. yeah. Why you? Th- farmers are about cultivating money. Right. They're right. not about cultivating the environment as they don't necessarily have to be. You know, yeah. I'm not saying beavers like going to ruin the environment. He's just saying like. If that tree is on ground that you can plant crops in and make money on the crops, and a tree's just sitting there with a fucking bird in it, it can fuck off. He can. He's gonna Who cut down it? that tree and grow crops in yeah, it. Right. Yeah, right. Was there a bird in that tree? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Right? That Who kind cares? Of guy. Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of guy. Because yeah. he says that he's never noticed a bird in his life. Mm. But you, you used to be in the. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Am yeah. I kidding? Nope. Is this? Does he's he wear just, a neck brace? No, he description. Just got a big slinging deck that he's. No, he just like uh, he says things that make me think about for he makes me think about for like two weeks. I just keep <laughs> thinking about it. The enigma doesn't like, that drive you nuts? Yeah, like uh, people all think so differently from one another. I don't know what mm. they're thinking, mm. but uh, um, I like it. I like hearing a person that thinks differently than me because it makes me learn or, like another I, way of thinking. I love eccentric people. Yeah, yeah. I love you know in uh, Hamilton uh, we had a homeless guy. It sounds funny, but where uh, Hamilton? in Hamilton, Ontario, we had a downtown uh, Hamilton uh, homeless guy by the name of Dwight, and he died. And like Dwight was just a dude. Oh, I know, I know who you're talking about. You know yeah. exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah. Yeah, and he passed away, and uh, you know, like, and <laughs> I wouldn't want to lead his life, but there's a part of me that looks at how free he was. You know what I mean? And like, how, he could go into the lion's head and they like, oh, Dwight, here's a fucking pint of water. Like, every time he'd go into a pint of water, he'd come in for water. But one of the guys at the bar would buy him a shot. You know what I mean? And he seemed to be like the guy that organized the other homeless people. And, like, he, that was his life. He was on the street. It yeah. was a part of my life because I was downtown. Hey, right? down by Cops Coliseum, yeah. they got a whole tent village. And well, stuff. I think they've cleared that now. But, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of tent villages in Hamilton. Um, hmm. You know, there's a there's a huge problem with people not getting the care they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it boils down to. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you're right. Yeah. 
That's too bad. Hey, you're you're conservative. I I don't want to get on a soapbox because I'm the last person to talk politics. But you're you're a provincial conservative government before all this pandemic. Uh, right. They they put out uh, a survey about homeless people, uh-huh. and and what this survey returned is uh, one of the stats that it returned was that the people on the street, sixty eight percent of them, are dealing with head trauma. Right, like undiagnosed head trauma or whatever the the stat was. But imagine, like, no matter where you are in life, yeah. yeah. Let's say you're a fucking rapper, right? And you, you've got a kilo of cocaine in one pocket, a million dollars in the other pocket, and two women that are willing to sleep with you that night. How great your life is! If you take a brick in the head, right, you're gonna have trouble functioning. So imagine, like, having that undiagnosed, not never having that treated, right. Of course you're going to end up on the street. Right. You know what I mean? The, 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 the issue with people on the street isn't that they don't have a job. It's that they're incapable of having jobs. And I right, think right. that's where the sympathy needs to come from in a place like Hamilton. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I agree with you, Dan. I agree with you. Especially yeah. from a person that used to be able to do things. And then when I had my <clears> meltdown, I, I couldn't do things. Yeah. Like simple executive functions. Like yeah. even when I talked about my mental health week last week, like. It's fucking gross. I can't do normal things. Yeah. Like, like, uh, brush my teeth. Mm. Like, uh, that brushing my teeth. Like that's a struggle. Yeah. I went a fucking week. I didn't brush my teeth. I right. couldn't do it. I knew I had to. Right. I don't pay bills. I don't do anything. Right. I just fucking, like, I'm not able to function. I know all the right things to do. I just can't do any of them. Mm. Like, it's like, you don't, you can't work. You, your brain doesn't work. You know, like, Dude, it doesn't I've been, work. I've, I've, it, it, it. I've been through a very similar thing this week because um, this was supposed to be like work wise an easy week, but it's still a week where I, I, I wake up in one room uh, and I go to the bathroom and then I go and I sit at, at a desk in the living room and everything's on that computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I got to do my 40 hours in front of that thing or my whole world falls apart. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it still feels like so such a trap. And I have like. I spent an entire week like really dragging my ass out of bed and knowing that if I could just get active, I'd feel better. You know what I mean? But not like completely dragging and getting distracted and not being as productive as I want to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks because like my way of dealing with it was just to uh, just forge through, do more work. Like just try to like tell yourself, don't be lazy because I keep going. Right. (laughs) But as a result, that's the wrong thing to do because you end up hurting yourself even further because you're <coughs> adding more pressure and you're you're putting more yeah. more burden onto yourself and then you get yeah. more burned out. Well, well. And when you're when you should say, you know what, I'm not getting any fucking done. I'm gonna take a break, and you yeah. just and you just do nothing for a while and relax and get your head right. And then when you go back to work, you and get don't twice feel as much guilty time. about that. No, don't you feel, feel like it's because it's the right thing to do. You shouldn't yeah. feel guilty about it. Yeah, and I feel like we. But have that's to... a that's a crisis of conscience. That's yeah. something that like everyone since you're a baby tells you don't do that. Like, work hard. Like, keep doing it. Like, uh, do the do these things, and it's like yeah, like to be a man, you got to work hard. Yeah, like right? just get over you yourself. T- you don't take a get over yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there needs to be a general acceptance that uh, nobody has to work hard. If you're successful, you don't have to work hard. Right, no. like, not the way they did fifty years ago, not a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like women used to have forearms like this because they had to make the bread themselves. They had to knead the fucking dough themselves. Now we all buy it. You know, we don't need to make our own dough. 
Um, which is amusing that people are now making their own dough again. But, like, we've simplified life. We've got the machines to do it, and we have more spare time. We have to address what we're going to do with that spare time. And I think if we do that, you know what I mean, if we keep active, like, life is getting so much easier that, like, imagine what we'll be able to achieve as a race 100 years from now, you know? Yeah, it'll be quicker quicker yeah. than you think. Even you know like, that certain things are going to be just unbelievable to us, and even in mm. five ten years. Mm. But uh, you you, um, you make a good point. Like I don't know, people I think are going to be like we've been in this industrial era. Like we've been like growing unprecedented for like pretty much everyone that's alive's whole life. Mm. They've achieved better lifestyle every year, pretty much. And now I think we're kind of like at the point where like you know it's been an unprecedented run yeah yeah it's bound to come to an end eventually what goes up must come down yeah and no one that's alive is ever used to seeing it and that's the thing i think and then you combine this with the fact that we're going like coming to the end of a industrial revolution and Mm. then we're no longer we're just going to switch to ai and to to do most of the work and then people aren't going to be doing the work anymore so what do we do with that like shouldn't that be a glorious problem Hey, we don't have to work as much. What are we going to do with that time? But we're all wired to work. We all believe that work is how we're valued, and, it, and dude, if, if, if we dude, change, dude. if we change that, hundred percent, hundred percent. If we change it, then what are we going to do? Yeah, but your you, but you, you, your you, definition of work, right, um, is is what I would call. Uh, well, I wouldn't call like I'm, I'm trying to say something grand, but value. So the idea that you have to go and sell your labor to someone else from nine to five has changed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe what you used to sell your labor for only now takes you four hours, right? Right. Maybe now, if you're busy doing other things, you're more satisfied. That's uh, that's where I feel the future work is going. Yeah, but well, the company is going to pay you for eight hours for the four. You know, that's the thing. That well, maybe, I, yeah, yeah. They, I don't see I it. think we're being too linear and too cut and dry with those with eight to four. Like, the, the company would love to say that to you. Oh, I don't have to pay it for four hours now, right? Right. Because capitalists are dicks. Yeah, that's Let's right. Let's be and honest. Then, yeah. We, the, the corporate structure is to, to, to make more money all the time. It's but if, a, you look, if you look at, like, the investment community, right, okay, for an ex- as an example. Right. Okay, um. Uh, it used to be profit was the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Profit was everything. Now they've got something called ESG, called environment, social, and... Horseshit. I can't remember what the other thing is. <laughs> but it's basically, there's an idea coming over the investment community, like the people that you would give your money to to invest that it's not okay to just be about profit. You mm. have to also... You have to it's also horseshit. be... You have to do it within these certain parameters because morally... We want to make money off something that we're proud of. They're not selling that product unless they can get a premium for it. No, I think you're wrong. I think I, I think you're completely wrong. I think the they don't have real values. You know, listen, listen. If if the company, if the finance company is publicly traded, mm. it's impossible to, for them to have a moral compass whatsoever. The very nature of the corporation is that they're nameless, faceless entities mm. who have one purpose. Mm. This is already AI. 
This is a robotic purpose of all these companies to yep. make more money every quarter. Right. It comes at the expense right. of two things always, the customer and the employee. Yes. That's where you get the money from. Those people punish. So the people that the business is supposed to be for, giving a, a way to make a living for the employees and giving a product to the mm. customer, those are the people you punish, you steal from to pay a shareholder who doesn't even fucking, isn't even part of the process. That's right. That's right. And, that's and, right. Or is even human. That's right. But I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now yeah. that uh, if you look at the current environment, like that. They're that saying share, it because that it shareholder, sells. That shareholder, that shareholder cares now. No. Don't believe it. Uh, uh, no, I didn't say 100% of shareholders care. I say that shareholder cares. And don't sit there and say no to me because that annoys me. <laughs> I know, but I just don't believe it. But, I, I don't believe it because uh, there's just two – the people with money. then mo- I feel that you're, you're living in the past. The people who have because- money don't care. The people who don't oh, have money care. Oh, my God. How would a democratic – how would the Kennedys exist if they didn't – if there was no such idea of that, that, that rich people don't care? Why would you know do you think the Kennedys care? They care about themselves. I think there was a time. No, they they, they cared about getting elected. Wasn't he like a mobster? Hey, look. Yeah, he he bullied his kid into getting being president. And and to quote my to quote my uh, one of my uh, economics professors, the best thing that ever happened to Kennedy was getting shot in the head. Otherwise, we would remember how bad a president he was. That's uh, (laughs) that's that is an opinion that I that I. That's an opinion, not a fact. Not a fact. no. No. But it is like the people remember a dead person a lot more favorably than they do a person. At, whether lives. whether it's an artist or a, a president, anyone, yeah, yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, they all their sins. Well, get where do you away. think we are now? Now we've got Biden. Biden's just done his uh, days. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I think. And actually, Kevin has to work, and yeah. we're getting to be two hours in this show. And I was just trying to tie it up with that last minute. I know that uh, you're enthusiastic, and I appreciate it, Dan. Yeah. But we're a full hour past what I want to do with this program. And there's still one person that's stuck it out to this level. Nice. And I do thank that person oh, for doing man. it. And there's actually 10 people that are just a little bit further behind. Oh, so we love your work. We're doing some stuff today. But uh, we do have to k- k- wrap this thing up, Dan. So I, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it quits. Um, I appreciate it. And I want to tell everybody, if you do want to give me a piece of feedback... And there, I doubt we have sound anymore, but uh, you go to uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or you can go to Instagram, Twitter, f- Facebook, all that stuff. We're either the Dutch Hall or live from the Dutch Hall. You can find us and uh, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us uh, how we can do better. Uh, if you're in Australia, I'm talking about a meal in particular. I want you to uh, Good day, mate. to get those uh, get the rest of those eight Australians together. I think that uh, you guys What's are going to have a good time. What's your favorite color, blue? Yeah. On the Dutch lows. And uh, if you would, um, tell a friend or share the episode. Do whatever you can. I appreciate everyone that's giving me the shout-outs about those deep fakes we've been putting online. They're great. And uh, until next week, unless you have anything else, oh, keep a lookout on the po- every podcast provider for What Would You Do? What Would You Do? And uh, until next week, we will see you on T. See you next Thursday. Hey. Can that one? No. Uh, here's the the outro music. Boom, 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 boom. Hope you guys are enjoying Kevin's last show in charge of the controls. Uh, hey.
I just flew in from Vegas. Boy, are my vices tired. There we did it. Rajarama. A soundboard's gonna kill me, man. Doom, 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 doom.